thing I loved reading was lemonade and and turning insurance from a necessary evil into social good. So that that's something that really stuck out for me. It, give me a little bit of background into Lemonade the business, Ori, and, and your role at Lemonade yep. and introduce yourself. You know, Lemonade is insurtech company. Instead of uh, brokers and bureaucracy, we're using um, bots and machine learning to create insurance experience that is instant, paperless, but also affordable. Um, and when I'm talking about instant, it's like you can buy insurance in 90 seconds and you can get paid for a claim in less than five minutes. Yeah. And actually, one third um, of, of our claims are paid automatically without human intervention. I am um, director of engineering um, at Lemonade and I'm leading the uh, engineering site in Amsterdam uh, for Lemonade. Nice. I, I do want to touch on some of that. I, I think that's fascinating around um, 30% of claims or a third of claims get paid out without any intervention. We'll touch on that later. Talk to me a little bit about your background and, and help us understand a little bit about Ori. Yeah. So, you know, I started to, to code uh, when I was um, 12, I think. Uh, but I had computer for all my life, so I, I you know, I, you know, this is I, I knew since I was uh, a kid that I will, you know, do something in in the tech industry. Um, so I'm I'm now I'm director of engineering um, um, of Lemonade, and before that uh, I worked for Booking.com as senior manager um, in the customer payments area. So. I was responsible about a large group of people who was owning and developing the customer payments, which is the last page of the reservation when you are going to, to booking. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, um, accommodations, flights, attractions, uh, cars, taxis. Eventually, you will end up in a payment page. And um, behind it, there is like... Um, international or global payment platform. So I, I, I was leading people in mostly in Amsterdam, but also I had teams in Shanghai. Um, before that, um, I was a co-founder of a blockchain-based company mm. um, for two years. I even wrote, uh, together with my partners, I wrote a patent in this field. It's uh, registered in, in the United States. Um, wow. It's a fascinated Fascinating, you know, uh, area blockchain, um, and I still, you know, you know, read a lot about it and go to to uh, conventions and meetings. But um, at, at the moment, I'm not I'm not actively doing anything there. Before that, I've done a lot of things <laughs> from backend developer, senior backend developer, team lead, engineering manager, group manager. I did a lot of a lot of uh, things uh, before that. Nice, nice. Enjoying yourself at the moment? Yes, yes, I am. It's, you know, um, I always trying to find something that I love to do. And uh, that's, that's what makes me do it, you know, uh, the, on, on the best side. You know. there's, there's a myriad of things that, that really interest me about, about Lemonade. And 
I've been on the site. I, I didn't actually set up an account, but it looks super easy and slick. And you actually are the fast or one of the fastest organizations to a million customers. And I can see why. And it's faster than some top names. Help us understand right. a little bit about that journey. So it's already, we are now already around or maybe more 1.5 billion customers. Fine. But we, what we did, but we did reach to, to 1 million paying customers faster than um, Netflix and Spotify. And in general, we are doing things quite fast, uh, yeah. especially, you know, in the tech in industry for sure. But, but um, especially if you compare us to, you know, typical insurance company, um, yeah. you know, we are live for more than five years. Yeah. During that time, we have launched four lines of product. Um, we launched our biggest product in less than a year, which is the product, the, the car insurance. Um, yeah. So in order to, to achieve, um, you know, uh, this, you have, you need to have like the right structure. Um, you need to grow, but gr grow healthy. Um, and, 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 and yes, you're right. We, we do things quite fast. Automation is, is critical to what you guys do. We've spoken about bots. We've spoken about machine learning. Help, help us uncover some of that and what actually goes on under the hood from an insurance claim perspective and what that might look like. A third of claims don't get investigated and it's just like, boom, paid. Like, what's yes. that like? I, 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 yeah, it's, it's um, we are trying to, you know, raise the number. We try to, yeah. to, to you know, not, ideally you, you would like to, to approve all the claims automatically, but it's not possible. Um, so what, what we're trying to do is we try to, to take traditional uh, processes and automate it to remove human uh, intervention as much as, as we can. Yeah. Um, uh, but for that, we, we, you know, we need to address many things um, that are not, that are done, you know, manually today in other companies, um, yeah. um, especially in the buying uh, policy or, or the claim experience. So, you know, normally when, when, when you buy a policy from an agent, they will fill up a questionnaire and they will, you know, they will sell uh, 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 the same policy to uh, to you, but for all the other um, customers. Um, this leads to, to a situation where most of the good customers are paying high premiums for uh, their policy, but also suffer from um, very bad claim experience um, right. because the insurance companies are trying to do everything in their power not, not to pay them um, uh, to maintain profitability. So yeah. our approach is different. We, we try to reduce costs and help yeah. our customers to file better claims um, by filtering out customers that are that, uh, uh, trying to, to make frauds. But for that, you need a lot of automation, right? right. Um, if you want to sell policy in a few minutes or you know, pay a claim in a few minutes, you need to do a lot of things uh, behind, the, behind the scene automatically such as you know, analyzing the user behavior while they interact with the platform, right? Okay. Um, 
operate uh, fraud capabilities that involves uh, image processing, identifying uh, disaster zones, etc. Um, okay. You know, if you want to to improve the the, the service and the price, uh, for instance, in in the car insurance, you need to use telematics and yeah. other sensors um, and ma- many more integration that I can cannot you know talk about uh, sure. because there are like uh, IP and they are not exposed to the pub- to the public, but. There are a lot of things that we are doing under the hood uh, that makes us, you know, uh, provide this instant um, experience, like, you know, streamline the whole process. Uh, it requires a lot of a lot of work behind the scene. Yeah. Talk, talk to us a little bit more about some of the engineering challenges that are attached to to data as well, because... I think they'll be supremely relevant because there must be so much data throughput coming into the platform about different customers when they're claiming. Uh, how are you as a business handling that and, and what are you doing uh, on the other side of that data, if you like? So, you know, you touched a really good point um, because, you know, naturally, if we go back to to, you know, 300 years ago, yeah. uh, when the, the insurance business founded, they didn't have much data, right? Uh, yeah. uh, for sure, they didn't have computers. Uh, and this, this business, uh, the insurance business, is the, the perfect business for, to, to rely on data. And this is why only companies that are founded based on the digital substrate will mm-hmm. be the one who will you know, lead the market in the next 100 years. Uh, because, you know, when you talk about insurance, the name of the game is loss ratio. You want okay. to reduce the loss ratio. The, uh, the traditional insurance companies are reducing loss ratio by denying claims. Yeah. They, they will do everything in their power to deny claims. Um, they will make your life miserable if you file a claim. They will do everything in their power not to pay you a claim, because if they will pay you the claim, they will lose money. Uh, this is their model. Our model is a bit different, and I will touch the data part in a, in a, in a minute. Um, our model is, is a bit different. We are uh, taking only 25% of the premium as our fee. All the rest will go to claims, and if you are not claiming, they will go to you know a cause, a charity that you choose. And, and we can talk about that, you know, for hours. Um, but um, so we are not, you know, we are not focusing on denying claims. And in order to have a better loss ratio, we need to use data and a lot of data points. Because the way that we are pricing our premiums are, um, are only based on data. We, are, we have like a, a models that we are building based on this data. Uh, to allow us to price, you know, you know, the premiums better, uh, in that sense. So we are relying on data. I mean, it's a, it's a must in our business. Yeah, uh, I can imagine off the back of the data provides you with explosive growth. Really, if we're talking about the insurance industry, if if to succeed, you need less loss ratios, and by doing that data. 
the throughput needed, you need to do something with that. So I can see how the two actually coincide. So on one hand, you need you know, to, to have better loss ratio, yeah? to get more money than you spend on claims. That's, yeah. you know, that's the, the base. But also you need to reduce your operating cost. And this, is, and, and this we are doing by automating everything. So we are heavily relying on tech. We, you can say that we are a tech company. Even going deeper than that, there there has to be there has to be some smart models that you've had to continually build over the years. You know, you've been around five, six years or so. So you've you've probably had to continually work on the models to continually improve the speed, the accuracy, and in effect the customer experience. Yeah, we need to do two things. First, we need to of course, work on the model uh, to release new versions of the you know, models that we are building. And we need to, to, to acquire a lot of data. And only over years, you, know, you can see our models improving as yeah. time goes by because we get much more data. We have much more you know, cases that we can analyze and then we can be much more accurate. And this is why our early products are having you know, better uh, loss ratio than the, the new products. The new product needs to, okay. we, we need to calibrate them. We need to improve the models and, and we will, you know, for sure we will be there, uh, but we need, you know, we need some time for that. They need to be battle tested. Yes. We, I mean, we need, we, we need a lot of, a lot of data to run through the, 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 the process in order to, to get uh, much uh, better results much reliable results yeah well we before we go any further we, we've when we're talking about lemonade we've got to talk about that you're a b corp as well and right. you know the social good part and, and how i introduced the pod so it, explain to some of the people listening how that actually works and how it's sliced up at lemonade so when you think about uh, insurance company um, you imagine like the, the bad guys, they will try to do everything in their power to deny your claims. Yeah. And, and you as a customer, you will have to embellish claims, you know, to, to add numbers, etc. And we, you know, we want to change it. Uh, in order to change it, we need to, you know, from, we need to, we built ourselves from the core with differently. So we want to be the most loved insurance company. Mm. Uh, so if you look at our brand, it's not a typical insurance company. Um, if you look at our ex um, user experience, uh, user interface, it's, it's um, very different from any other insurance company. But also if, if you look at other things like our business model, most of the insurance companies are taking one of 100% of your money. And we, you know, it's, it's, it's an industry that builds on top of conflict of interest. They have interest not to pay you. You have interest to embellish claims. And, you know, and, and, and this is evil, right? This is uh, someone needs to, to lie or to be the better. Uh, we try to introduce new actor to do, you know, to the game. Um, so we will take 25%. We will uh, leave 75% for claims. But if you are not claiming, if the loss ratio will be lower, then you can choose a charity and the money will go to this charity. So, you know, matter of fact, we will help you to file better claims. We don't have any interest to, to deny your claims. 
because we will take our 25%. Uh, this is our service. We are giving great service and the, the customers are loving us. But, you know, um, we broke the, the conflict of interest by introducing the charity and the, the good cause. This is one aspect. The other aspect is that we are not investing, you know, as insurance company, you, you have a lot of um, money from premiums, right? And you need to put them somewhere uh, so they won't lose their, their value. Um, so insurance company, it's funny, they are investing in polluting industries that creating um, disasters eventually, um, but they are insuring people against those disasters, right? Yeah. So we are not investing in polluting industries. We are not in, uh, investing in the gun industries. We are investing only in good industries. Um, yeah. In our uh, new car product, um, using the telematics that I've talked about, uh, yeah. we can see how much miles you drove and yeah. plant trees accordingly to offset your carbon footprint, uh, nice. which is super great. Um, so in general, we are doing, you know, we just launched the product in Africa um, in, the, in the crypto foundation uh, for farmers in Africa. So, so we are doing a lot, of, a lot of good things. It's not only, it's not a greenwash. A lot of companies try to do like something that sim looks similar to greenwash. Uh, oh, we are doing good. But then the matter of fact, if you analyze your, their, their actions, they're not doing things that are good to society. Uh, so we are trying to uh, do that. I can imagine there's a fair bit of virtue signaling and and saying, hey, we're doing this, but we're doing this also. The the, the journey's been the, the journey's been pretty amazing, really, you know, from what I've read. And you've raised some phenomenal rounds of funding, launched in the Netherlands. I saw that you recently launched in France. What where does it stop? Not that it should, but what, what's, what's the end goal? So, you know, it's when you talk about, so only in the in, in, in US, you know, um, the, the insurance business is something like 11% of the GDP, right? Okay. And when you talk about insurance, it's taking a massive part of the economy. And you don't have to... Like any other, like any other industry, you don't have to rule the market. You don't have to have more than fifty percent in the market in order to be a really successful company. You can own one percent or two percent of the market, and you'll be a legendary company. Yeah. It's a really so. It's really hard to say where it stops because when you are talking about insurance business, we are talking about the long run, and yeah. it can be you know you can you can control large i mean not large percent of the market but you can uh, own few percent of the market and be a huge 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 company yeah. so of course we are trying to grow um, yeah. in products and in new territories that's for sure and we are trying to have the right balance between you know uh, trying to be you know trying to be profitable but also grow healthy um yeah. So this is more on the on the business side of things. Uh, so it's really hard to um, to predict what is the end game, but the end game like it's really really far from from um, from here. Yeah. So the the business model 
feels simple, clean, easy to understand. There's a clear delineation for me where you make money, customers, social good. I like that. I, I need to be pointed in the right direction. You'll have to excuse me. <laughs> right. I, I mean, you don't have, you know, you, you can advertise how good you are and how good yeah. you are doing for society, but you need to back your your words with actions. And this is what we are doing. It's not yeah. only about where we invest the money. It's not only what we are doing for the, um, you know, um, about Harris and, and, you know, um, global warming. It's not only about that. It's only about. It's also about our business model. Our business model from the core is is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that, and I can feel that as well. I I do think it radiates through. You know, some of what I'm reading with you guys and what we're speaking about. We, we've touched on um, automating that customer journey. We've touched on. Um, data within the business and how you're using that data your to your advantage now and it's having benefits for early products. It, it would be great to understand if there are uh, other engineering challenges that, that sit with you and the team today that, you know, to use the phrase, keep you up at night or where engineers are hashing things out in a design room or whatever, you know, what? tell us a little bit about what some of those conversations or topics might look like. So naturally, when we are growing so fast, you're building a lot of projects and um, products, sorry. To build a product, product from scratch, it's a major challenge, right? You need to design something. You need to do market research. You need to... You know, build it from ground up. Um, uh, inter- no, even in terms of um, you know architecture, design, everything. But also, when you move so fast, you accumulate some some tech debt that you need to to yeah. pay eventually, right? Um, and and those are are the major challenges. On one hand, you need to build fast. You need to build different projects and and products. That that's fine, but also. You need to make sure that the architecture stays healthy and it's scalable and it's robust. Um, So we need to find you need to find the the sweet spot, you know, where you're moving fast enough but not accumulating too much tech debt, and that you have time later on to pay those uh, to pay, you know, the debt. So usually those are the challenges that that we are having, Um, and also you know as engineering organization that grows uh, so fast you know you want to grow healthy without harming the the culture that we have Uh, we have a great culture you know um, and and we don't want to you know we want to make sure that every new engineer that comes to the to the team uh, adding to the you know adding to the to the culture and not just fit into the culture how do how do you manage that technical debt with with teams so you know you expect you expect the team to already you know when they're doing things to do it consciously like when when they are doing when they're building something they need to acknowledge that and, and they need to foresee the depth i mean they need to to be aware of the depth they're accumulating uh, once you know that you can 
build things differently, right? You can, yeah. you know, you can put some infrastructure without implementing stuff. Um, you can say, okay, this we will do a separate project to complete. You can do a lot of things, but first you need to be aware. Uh, if you're not aware about the debt that you're accumulating, then uh, it can surprise you in the future. And that's, that's not a place you want to go. So we need yeah. to identify it ahead. Is that your role? To, to help teams identify that and steer people in the right direction. So my work, my my role is you know also I'm I'm leading the engineering side. Um, so I'm taking care of you know the the, uh, the the culture, the hiring, the tech brand awareness, but I also lead. Um, I'm, le I'm leading uh, squads and tribes. Um, but you want that the the technical people, the, the people who are actually making the designs and implementing the solution, you want them to come up with it. You want them to, to you know, have the sense of ownership um, on those things. So maybe to coach and influence the thinking then. Yeah, it, it has to be maybe on the, from the, you know, my role is to make sure the culture is a culture that people know that this is their, their role. A really interesting part about you and probably what some other people have introduced in the business, probably plays to your culture as well, is you've introduced cross-training programs right. for, for engineers. And I love this topic at the moment. I get passionate about it. I think it's important. I think it's important to focus on problem-solving abilities rather than let's just say a programming language ability, whatever it is, but separate the two. Help us understand what that looks like inside of Lemonade and why that was introduced. There are two main ways to, to train new, new engineer, right? You can, you can have like the approach of baptism by fire. <laughs> you throw them into the battle. Uh, you land them in, into a working squad. Um, but the problem with, with this approach is that the teams that are working on, on building amazing products doesn't have the mindset or, or the, the capacity to onboard new, uh, the, yeah. new, the newcomers, right? They have deadlines, they have objectives, uh, OKR, side projects. I don't know, they have a lot of on their plate. And um, you want that the new people that are coming will have um, you know, we'll have the, uh, someone will train them and, yeah. um, you know, they, they will have a better experience. So we've built onboarding program. We call it the makers. Um, we start, uh, in cohorts. So we make sure engineers will not start alone. They'll start together. It's like a team that starts together, even if right. eventually they will go to separate teams. Uh, they are installing their, their remote environment uh together we call it installation party yeah. um they're get, they're getting uh, you know lectures and trains about about the company about the culture about the structure they don't have to learn it on the go when they are in the teams they will they will learn it before it, it creates like a sense of you know community of makers and um and then they will work on on tasks uh, to make sure uh, we keep the the code standards to, to make sure they they know our tech stack 
um, then they will start to touch you know other areas in the in the system they will they will solve small bugs across across uh, all services um, and only when they are ready um, they can move into their team and actually uh, specialize in in the in the squads um, so this is you know the, the makers program the reason that we that we did it is you know what I've mentioned earlier about you know um, teams that are you know expected to to deliver they are focused on delivery you don't want them to distract them and to yeah. be focused on so- something else of course they are you know supporting and helping them but uh, we want to do the heavy lifting in the onboarding prog- program yeah. um, and we want to create a better uh, onboarding experience because yeah. everything okay. starts from the onboarding if the onboarding is good and the feeling is good then it's a safe landing you know yeah. because there will be a lot of challenges after but you you want to make sure that at least the the onboarding experience is smooth i've heard that phrase before the safe landing part yeah um but i agree with you i think an onboarding experience and the safe landing part is critical in your experience how long do you think that onboarding process takes especially if someone is cross-training into a new environment yes it might be dependent on the person their ability to pick up new things but roughly it is and it is depending on the on the person and, and there is no pressure to you know graduate the makers I can say that you know there are some seniors that graduated after two weeks. Okay. They they felt comfortable. They can handle real life situation, uh, real life you know bugs and and features. Uh, they came from the same stack, tech stack, and, and nice. they can they they you know independent by by their nature. So after two weeks, and we had people that spent two or three months in, in the makers. So really? there is no pressure. Yeah, we we are looking. We you know we are trying to build healthy organization for the long term. Yeah. So we don't care if the people will be one month or two months uh, in the makers because nice. eventually we invest them for the long run, and you know this is this is our main focus. So what are you hiring right now? Who's gonna cu- who's gonna come and be our next maker? Is it lemonade so, maker as well? Is that where so, it comes from? So, so, yeah, lemonade maker, right? <laughs> um, and in terms of of roles, who are we hiring for? Yeah. So the, we need to ask the opposite question: What are we not hiring? Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You prepared we that growing. as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we are we are growing. We are hiring almost uh, every position from you know from product managers, backend engineers, frontend engineers, full stack engineering managers, uh, staff engineers. Okay. We are hiring everything we can because we need to, to grow, but we are not compromising on, on, the, on the quality. Okay. All right. D- dive in a little bit deeper into what you think quality looks like. So naturally, when, we, when you talk about you know technical quality so you want to make sure your your engineers are are having less bugs that's the obvious thing but you want yeah. also 
to make sure that their solution, their implementation can hold for a long time or they are, you know, are flexible enough or taking into consideration other, other issues that they will have in the future. And that's for me, that's how you, of course, the, the, the code needs to, to look clean and that other engineers can understand um, uh, this code that's given. Um, mainly that, but when we are looking, when we are talking about quality in a sense of culture or personality, it has to be someone that is a big-hearted, uh, someone that can, you know, wants to help anyone, uh, someone that focuses on the customer, thinks about the 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 end user, um, you know, someone that is ambitious, uh, someone that is owning, you know, have really um, sense of ownership. Um, so this is how I see quality from the personality perspective as well. Okay. Uh, I pick up maintainability, reusability, scalability on the tech side and just a, a real hard do-gooder on the right. personal side. You're right. <laughs> All right. But before we wrap up, can can you stand up for a sec so we can see the T-shirt? Do you see it? Yeah, yeah, we've got it. All right. I don't want to say it. I don't know. It gives you a sense of, of what we're all about. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, the, and, and all the makers are getting this T-shirt. So if you want to be a lemonade maker and get this T-shirt, uh, just come join us. Yeah. Uh, and the links will be below as right. well for, for everyone that's interested in chatting to you, um, chatting to the business. Guys and girls listening, uh, publicly traded organization, a B Corp, impacting social good scenarios, doing some really cool things with engineering, shaking up the insurance space, working with Ori and others. They've got some cool offices as well. There, there's not a lot to not like. Um, so, so come and get involved and and give Ori a prod and see how you can start talking to the team. Ori, big thanks. Insurance is awesome. Thanks for joining us, and I will definitely, definitely see you soon. And I'll I'll keep posted on on what's going on with you guys and girls. All right, Elliot. Thank you so much for having me. Big love. Thanks, Ori. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching this episode. Uh, massively appreciate you listening and checking in with us. If you want to find out more about us and what we're doing, please check us out on social media. What we're trying to do at Engineers is build a community to drive knowledge, sharing, and experiences. On Twitter, we can be found at engineers.io. It's no underscore. We've also got a website, which is engineers.io. These links will all be posted in the description. Any feedback and comments are massively appreciated. We're always looking to improve on where we can. Thanks, guys.